Oh, yeah, five minutes after 7 o'clock here, and we are ready to go once again with the uh, Wednesday edition of the Employment Hour, Monday night, Wednesday night, the weekend shows, and Employment Hour and 30 on Global TV and CTV, respectively. That is on your weekend morning, so we are all over uh, your TV and your radio. Not a chance for you to miss the show. If you have questions, bring them on. If uh, it's for yourself or for a family member or someone's too bashful, maybe a friend, ask them. Do them uh, do them a favor. Do them uh, yourself a favor. Get some more knowledge on the show here tonight about your workplace, your job. Possibly it's about severance or workplace harassment. Bring them all on. All phone calls as normal, as usual, are welcome. 604, uh, 416-870-6400 pardon me, 416 and uh, 1-888- 225-TALK. That is toll-free. Lines are open. Bring it on. We'd love to uh, love to talk to you. Week that was is how we kick it off, pal. How are you? I'm doing great, John, and uh, ready great. to uh, to get going here and talking about employment law as usual and to uh, hopefully answer a lot of uh, questions. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe uh, today wasn't the best day. Just as you were ready, getting ready to leave, your boss came and said, hey, tomorrow things are changing. We have to put you in a different role or uh, you know, next week we have to uh, play around with your compensation. Maybe we have to put you on a temporary layoff. And you want to know what, what to do about that and what, what can be done and do you have any rights? Well, spoiler alert, yes, you have mm-hmm. rights, probably quite extensive rights. But it starts by giving us a call right here, right now on this show to ask your workplace questions, to ask the types of questions that usually start with, can my employer do dot, dot, dot? Well, ask those questions. Don't be bashful. I want to have the opportunity to answer and to help you and, and as many people as possible. So uh, take advantage of the fact that we're here and, and uh, really uh, use use this time. And uh, week there was, Johnny, where I always start a couple situations that came across uh, my desk very, very yep. recently. Uh, first matter I'll talk to you about. Uh, I spoke with a gentleman who, uh, because of a, a bad back, he needed uh, some accommodation. Essentially, what he needed is not to be doing heavy lifting. He could lift something yeah. up to, I guess, 20 pounds, but anything over 20 or 30 pounds, he couldn't do it. And he, he did exactly the right thing. He got a doctor's note mm-hmm. uh, telling uh, his employer he needed uh, some accommodation not to do heavy lifting. And he tells me that it would have been quite easy to put him in a different department where heavy lifting is not required. Well, no, that didn't happen. He he was kept in the uh, I'm going to call it the the heavy lifting department, right. and despite him providing doctor's notes, and and he did it on two different occasions, giving him doctor's note reminding them that he needed accommodation, uh, uh, never did, never happened. So and then he kept going and asking and asking and asking, and they, he was always kind of put off. And guess what? He was called into a meeting just before uh, the weekend, this past weekend on a Friday, and was terminated. Now, even though the company didn't give any reason for letting him go, it was clear that the company was was busy. Uh, It's not a situation where they were cutting back, uh, and uh, he was let go, and he called me very upset. And certainly, John, to me, and I don't think I have to be particularly perceptive here, but to me it seemed like he was let go because of the fact that he wanted accommodation, because of the fact that he was, quote-unquote, the the squeaky wheel, and he was trying to get the company to do what it's obliged to do, which is to accommodate him. So what does this company do? They turn around, they let him go. By the way, he's a three-year employee. They told him they're going to pay him four weeks' pay. Well, John, this is illegal. Let's start with the fact that even before he was let go, the company had an obligation to accommodate him. He had a doctor's note saying he can't do heavy lifting. If at all possible, the company has to accommodate him. And 
there's a different department. They could have made arrangements for him to work there. They ignore it. They ignored it. They hoped he would kind of stop bothering them. They didn't accommodate right off the bat, right off the hop, right there. That's a human rights violation, illegal. But they uh, the, doing one thing illegal was not good enough. They turn around and they terminate him. And if they terminate him because he's standing up for his rights, that's a reprisal. That's another human rights violation. Uh, it's even more illegal. But two is not enough. These guys needed oh three. They offer him four weeks after three years of employment. So now it's a wrongful dismissal because guess what? This guy was owed close to six months pay. That's how much severance he was actually owed. So we have human rights violations. We have wrongful dismissal. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I'm going to spoil this by saying this company is going to have to pay. And they're going to have to pay significant amounts because what they did is wrong and illegal. And the reminder here is clear. It's obvious to all our listeners. If you have a medical condition and you have a doctor supporting it, the company has to accommodate you. If you need that accommodation, modified duties, modified hours, whatever it is, the company has a strict duty to accommodate. You cannot be let go because you want accommodation. You cannot be let go because you have a medical condition. That's illegal. And finally, and, and, and of course, uh, we talk about this all the time, remember that you're owed a lot more than this nonsense of a week per year of service if you're let go. So hopefully uh, there's some important lessons that our, our listeners can uh, take from this. Well, I think it's, you know, what that company did is what we call the legal term, a big bowl of wrong, and they're <laughs> going to be paying for it big time, right? Wow, could you, could you just, they went for the trifecta. Unbelievable. That, that's it. The trifecta. You know, wh why do one thing wrong? Why did two things wrong when you can do three? Yeah, <laughs> no, this right. is one when probably less would have been better, but uh, no, not with yeah, these right. guys. 416-870-6400 star 640 on talk that is toll free lines are open you got some calls questions scratching your head about something as it has to or as it pertains to your job bring it on we'd love to talk to you what else uh, what else you got going on for the week that was pal well john as if the, this first story with this first employer wasn't bad enough i got one <laughs> probably just as bad or even worse for nice. you here uh i i, I spoke with uh, a gentleman who uh, his employer as far as i can tell was probably the worst overtime violator that I've ever seen in my years of practice. So this, I was going to tell you what kind of business it was. I'm not going to say it just to, not to embarrass anyone, but right. in this particular uh, company, there were about uh, 10 or 12 employees, and I'm told that all of them, without exception, for, for years, were working between 50 to 60 hours a week, and wow. John, not a dime of overtime for all these years. Never. Not once, not a dime, not a shekel, nothing. Well, uh, not only that, I, I was told that whenever someone even had the audacity to raise the issue of overtime, they were let go. And the only reason this particular person called me is because his wife heard the show. And she heard me say on the show that you have to get overtime if you work more than 44 hours a week. And you can't be punished or let go because yep. you're, you're standing up for your rights. So he called me and he wanted to know what do I do and what are my rights. Well, John, of course, our regular listeners, I hope by now, know that overtime has to be paid if you work more than 44 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And it's true whether you're hourly and it's true also if you're a salaried employee. If you're on a salary, still get overtime, still get time and a half if you work more than 44 hours a week. But of course, to, to, to punish someone because they're asking for overtime to let them go, it's illegal. It's a violation of our uh, of our employment laws. You cannot punish someone in any way because they're standing up for their rights. So this company is going to have to pay overtime to a bunch of people going back a long time. 
they're going to have to potentially pay people that they've let go because they stood up for overtime and and what to save some money it it's it doesn't make any sense so a reminder there for everyone you can and you should stand up for your rights and of course with respect to overtime 44 hours or more time and a half salary or hourly we're uh, getting to our phone calls here 416-870-6400 star 640 on cell and one triple eight two two five talk that is toll free um, everything you need to know about working notice of termination, you know, as, as you mentioned before, we spent a lot of time in the show talking about severance, but an employer doesn't actually have to pay severance if it's willing to give an employee enough advance notice of termination. So tell us, uh, tell us a bit about that. Yeah, we, we talk a lot about severance simply because when people lose their job in nine out of 10 situations, they're going to be walked out of the job, you know, the yep. day they they're told about it and they're going to have to be paid severance. And we know how that is. We, we you know we can look at the person's age, position, and length of employment. Go to severancepaycalculator.com, etc. But some some employers can actually potentially not have to pay severance if they're willing to give enough advance notice of the termination. Right. So if your employer says, well, I'm going to give you six months notice of termination, as long as six months is sufficient for you, and we'll talk how we calculate that. Uh, then they would not have to pay you any severance potentially at the end of that period of time. So one thing to understand is that if you get notice, it counts towards your termination entitlements. It counts towards your severance. So we want to talk about that in between our calls in terms of how that works, when an employer can give notice, how to give notice, and what, what to do if you get notice of termination. Stick around, Ford. Want to get to uh, Joanne first. Hey, Joanne, good evening. Hello. Hi there. Thank you. How are you today? Good. What's uh, what's on your mind? A million things. <laughs> <laughs> well, give us one at least. <laughs> well, how bad is it when a uh, employer gives you a letter saying they're concerned about your health and welfare? You've had a house fire and some problems putting it back together. You've had a brain tumor in 2011, and they issue you this letter. You work 13 days. You take time off to try and put your house back together, and you work 14 more days, and then they fire you. And what reason is given, if any? No reason. I just I just know that there were lots of little incidents, and it was possibly sometimes because I couldn't remember the events that happened, and uh, little little insignificant things that kind of terminate. Um, just kind of uh, upset me in a sense that they're picking on my personality in a sense, you know, you were standing and talking to some people and they didn't want to talk to you and, you know, and then it made me feel small, but I realized that they were gossiping, so I left. I couldn't remember to stand up for myself and then I end up just feeling bad and they always wanted me to be perfect. Now, Joanna, always, let's, let, yeah. let me know a couple of things. How long did you work there for? Oh, this is a nice part. Almost 23 years. Ooh. And uh, what kind of a job, generally speaking? What were you doing there? Um, cashier, gaming. Okay, yeah, got it. Uh, were you part of a union? No. Okay, good. And and, and how old were you when this happened? Uh, 55, which doesn't help matters. <laughs> so No, it's, it's certainly because it makes it more difficult to find another position, potentially. Now, how much severance did they pay you or offer you? Um, I think it was um, 18. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Um, but I, I do have a lawyer, okay. but I'm just curious how long it takes and how bad the situation is because so, the time factor okay. is, is... So, so is let me kind of give you my thoughts. There, there's two aspects to this. 
the, the more difficult aspect is potentially a human rights one, and that is if you can show that you were let go because of a medical condition, then you may have additional entitlements under our human rights legislation. It seems to me, and you've only told me very, very small pieces of information, but you, it seems to me that that may be difficult to do. Uh, and that to, you know, Obviously, there were some things that you felt that they didn't do right. Generally, a company is allowed to let you go for any reason unless it's discriminatory, unless they let you go for a medical condition. So that's aspect number one. Aspect number two, which is the, the obvious one, is severance. And how much severance you're owed as a cashier after 23 years of employment at the age of 55. And yeah, for you, that's probably 18 to 20 months pay. Uh-huh. So ultimately, that's what's at stake here for you, unless you can show that you were let go for a medical condition. Now, uh, if, you were le- if we provided less than that, the average lifespan to resolve a case like this is about three to four months. That's how long it should take if a lawyer knows what he or she is doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that's what I can tell you. Uh, were you offered anywhere f- from between 18 to 20 months pay? Uh, yes. Uh, so but you... I honestly, um, the only reason, too, is the, the um, depression issue, only because I had a house fire. Um, my house was set on fire by an electrician, flooded by the contractors. I've had various other contractors mm-hmm. screw things up. Um, and my it's been over a year and a half, and my house is still a mess. And um, I'm trying to I'm using my severance money to fix my house, and that's yeah. going to run out. But, but ultimately, what you need to, to understand, insurance. Joanne, is that that in itself doesn't get you more severance. You, your circumstances, what may get you more severance, is if because of the house fire you had a medical issue, maybe Which you were dealing with some mental health issues, depression. and that's why you were let go. That may give you additional compensation. But the fact that you were Dealing with it, this was a horrible time in your life, in and of itself, probably not something that gets you additional compensa- uh, compensation. Mm-hmm. How do you, and it's difficult to prove depression. Well, I'm I guess you, guess you'd have to speak with uh, with the doctor about that, but a doctor may be able to diagnose you with that. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the call, Joanne. We're going to uh, move on. Actually, we're going to take a short break here and get back into everything you need to know about working notice and your phone calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell or one 225 talk That is toll-free employment hour right here, Global News Radio. You sure are. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell and one 225 talk That is toll-free. We will get into our discussion about everything you need to know about working notice of termination. First, as always, phone calls, first priority. Jeff, thanks for hanging on. Good evening. Hey there, how are you guys doing? Good, Pally. What's uh, what's going on with you? Good. Um, I'm just curious to know if what happened to me over the past few days is could, could be considered harassment, and then if it is, what's the end result if I can prove it at, in, in with you guys? Sure. So um, I... In a group context, which was regrettable, I voiced a, with my peers, I voiced a, a frustration about having the proper amount of information uh, on hand when I show up to a job, um, which is a reoccurring problem, which is neither here nor there here. But uh, the uh, reaction from my general manager and my owner was got pretty heated pretty quick, even though I did not feel heated or or need that kind of level of talk back. Um, in the end, I, I, I'm leaving the job. I call my boss and say, hey, I think uh, think uh, you, you misinterpret me. I am All I want is information on the job if we have it, because I know we have it. Why don't I have it? And he 
says he doesn't want to talk to me right now, but then lights up my ear for five minutes, and then I say, okay, and then he lights up my ear for another five minutes, and then I say, okay, I don't, I don't need to talk about what we can talk about when you want, and then he says he doesn't have time for it, and then lights up my ear again a little bit. Things including um, my attitude is the worst in the office. Nobody likes working with me. I better shape up. Oh, and by the way, you take Fridays off too frequently, which I'm, which has been completely approved by management vacation requests. Um, so I've ruined everybody's summer. Nobody likes wow. working with me. I'm unreliable, which is completely not true because one of my vacation days I was able to come back early, and I did because my coworkers needed help, and I felt bad. So I'm like, I can come back a day early and help out, which is what I did. And I felt that was good, and everybody thanked me for it. So that happened and like he he literally drove me to tears over the phone i felt so bad because oh he said that over that group conversation that i had um since that initial conversation which was public three of my coworkers either texted him or called him voicing their um that they felt bad for me and that they would go and do the job instead of me and he said, "If you want to, if you don't believe me, I'll show you the texts and phone calls." Jeff, what what's happened since then? I mean, I, that that yeah. happened on a given day, and, and since so, then. So at that time, he's like, "If you don't believe me, you can go ask your expletive peer group." And I was so convinced I was wrong, I went and asked my peer group. Upset. He then asked my general manager if I said anything and found out that I asked about them. Then Monday morning we have our next our next meeting, which he wanted to talk to me at. First thing he says is, you do not talk about things that we talked about in private to your coworkers. That just brings everybody down. I'm like, you told me to. Right. Ask no, I get it. Yeah. Right? He's just going at me. And then he kept, I don't know, that was another four, 30 minutes, 45 minutes in his office. And at the end I was again in tears. Just tell, and I said, I'm like, you man, you know that you told me I wrecked everybody's summer, which was not true because I've looked into vacation days and I haven't ruined anybody's and, summer. And what's the situation right now, Jeff? Uh, pay hasn't changed. Hours haven't changed. Although there's a caveat to that. Nothing's changed. He just made me feel like an awful, awful person. So here's the For, thing. If, if it's... If it's one of those things that he kind of blew up on you uh, 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 or at you, and but things have calmed down, he's treating you fine now, may not be... Well, the be... thing is, is we, don't, we don't see him day to day. Right. Like, it's, we only really see him if there's uh, like uh, an issue that's going to come up or something like this. Suddenly, he's there. Other than that, like it could be two, three months before we see... Which, which probably doesn't help the situation from a legal standpoint. So here's what I mean by that is, if you're now in a situation where it's a poisoned work environment, then that yeah. gives you legal recourse. But if it's a situation where the boss kind of blew up at you, but kind of it's bygones, you moved on, and you don't really see him much anyway, so so it can't really be a poisoned work environment, it's more difficult to, to say that. Uh, you know, okay. one incident when, when the, the boss kind of you know explodes at you has to be really really nasty and bad for you to be able to say constructive dismissal the remedy when you're being harassed is to say you treated me so bad that i can treat this as a termination leave with severance because i don't have to put up with this so to me this is what it comes down to are how are things better is he going to treat you badly is he going to treat you fine if he continues to treat you badly i absolutely think 
you, you, you would have the option to treat this as a constructive dismissal. You know, what I would want you to do, as uncomfortable as this is, is I would want you to send them an email. And, and you know, you're going to think I'm a bit crazy, but you need to do this. Kind of going over some of the things that he told you and say, you know, you, it's okay to say, I don't really appreciate that. Hopefully we can have uh, constructive and respectful discussions in the future. Uh, and, and because by sending him that email, you're documenting in case we ever need to, to address it. And if as a result of that he treats you badly, etc., you're absolutely going to be able to treat this as a constructive dismissal. So to me okay. the question is, n- number one, documenting, and number two, what's, what happens from this point forward? If things are not good, I want you to call me, and we can talk about get, getting you out of there with severance, i.e. a constructive dismissal. Okay. So, yeah, like just to prove that it was, it is, it, it was nasty, I told him a Monday morning, like, you know, you lied to me, telling me all sorts of things that weren't true right. just to make me feel bad. And he's like, yeah, good. I hope so. And that was just, that was. Yeah, right no, that, 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 that is Monday, nasty. Right? I, I still yeah. want you to document, as I said. And I want you to, to see how, how things go. And it's possible that once you send that email, it may push them to do something dumb and continue treating you badly, in which case, absolutely constructive dismissal, and you need to call me. Jeff, appreciate the call there, fella. And here is the number moving forward when and if you need one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. And uh, we'll get to uh, to Sean. Sean's been waiting for a moment, longer than my mouse. There we go. Hey, Sean, good evening. How are you? Good. How are you? What's up? Uh, nothing much. Uh, I just want to know because I've uh, worked in the landscape field for, uh, well, most of my, all my life, it seems like. Mm-hmm. But um, we were always told that uh, you're under the Farming Act and there's no overtime and all that kind of stuff. And then I'm thinking, well, I'm not even working on a farm or nothing. This is downtown. Like, I've been in the city for, right. you know, 30, 30 plus years and all this. And it's like, well, I wonder, like, where's it? Like, where does it lie under the Landscape Act or so, 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 what, act and stuff like this. Right. So, what you were told is both correct and incorrect. What's incorrect is no, it has nothing to do with the Farming Act. Uh, the, the, landscaping has nothing to do with farming or the Farming Act. But under the Employment Standards Act, which is the the statute that governs your employment, there are certain exemptions for for landscaping or landscapers. And uh, one of the exemptions is respect to overtime pay. So landscapers don't get overtime pay uh, because of the nature of the job, but it has nothing to do with farming. It's something that's outlined in the Employment Standards Act. Okay, because, you know, because I was always puzzled because, uh, you know, it's like you do a job all your life and all that. It's like, well, geez, I've never had a day overtime in my life. Like, oh, maybe I could have some pros at this, right? I hear you. There's specific exemptions. It should change. What's that? I, I said that law should change, though, because I, I, mean, I agree. It, I like, agree. There's a lot of people like myself paying severely for this. You know, you, you should talk to to your uh, MPP on that, and uh, and absolutely, <laughs> yeah, because th- that's the only way that, that. Could, it can change, my friend. Appreciate the uh, the call, Sean. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell and one triple eight two two five talk. That is uh, toll free. Danny, good evening. Hi, Danny. We still got Danny. Danny's okay. We'll see if we can get Danny back. We'll get to uh, Jaspreet. Hey, Jaspreet. Good evening. Hi, how are you? Good. What's going on, fella? I got a quick question for you guys. I've been uh, working the same job. Uh, this is my eighth year. I work for a union, construction union. Yeah. 
And in 2013, going back a few years briefly, I blew out my patrol attendant at work and then went back to work after eight months. They accommodated me with uh, modified duties uh, as a driver. So I was doing driver laborer for the last, since 2013. And now this February, my company tells me work has slowed down. And as soon as it picks up, you'll be called back to work. And it's the end of July. And I found out through a co-worker, they got somebody to take my position, but they won't tell me that. Mm. Every time I contact them, they keep telling me it's still slow. Uh, if you want, look for another job. But when it picks up, we'll try to get you back in work. But the only reason you're not working is it's slow right now. So, so you you shouldn't be calling the company. You should be calling your union, uh, because what you've described is, is illegal in the sense that it would be a breach of their obligations under the, under their collective agreement. So you have to tell the union what's happening, and the union is is then required to to enforce the collective uh-huh. agreement. And if they are uh, having someone do your job, they cannot do that. They have to account for seniority, etc. So mm-hmm. you have to talk to your union, and if they can't resolve it, they should be filing a grievance. Uh, to okay. uh, to make sure that this problem gets resolved. Okay, because uh, somebody had a similar situation. They went to the union, and the union uh, basically did nothing. And again, we have in the union, I mean, it's over 9,000 members. Yes, but so here's the thing. The union is... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, saying the union is actually the only one that's allowed to help you. So I, I okay. hope and, 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 and to God that it's not a situation where they say we're not going to do it because if they don't, you're kind of out of options. Uh, the exactly. only one that's allowed to help you is the union. There's nothing okay. that you can do without it. So you, okay. you call the union, you, you stay on them, make sure that they do their job. Okay, and one last question, sir. Uh, Originally, I used to get paid overtime, and once I had my injury and it was in the WSIB case, uh, after that, I was never paid overtime. We were always paid a majority of the employees that work extra hours as travel time and gas, and they've been doing that for the last five years. So five years ago, they stopped paying you? They don't pay the majority of the company overtime. They pay us off as travel time and gas so they can write it off. So, again, you'd have to talk union. to your union. The problem is okay. if they've been doing it this way for a number of years, it's possible that the union now gave or kind of conceded the point or gave up the ability to pursue it. So okay. after a few years, you probably can't do much about it. But, again, okay. that's something you have to ask the union as soon as possible. All right. Thank you very much for your help, gentlemen. Have a great day. Thanks, Jasper. Appreciate the call. It's uh, It's been our pleasure. Uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sell. Get to, uh, to Wilma. Good evening, Wilma. Hey, good evening. How are you, gentlemen? We are great. So what's uh, what's on your mind? Okay, quick question. Um, I'm trying to make this quick. Um, I had cancer in 2017, um, whole year off of work, had a restriction that I couldn't lift. My employer said, oh, you have to be able to lift, but I never reached that, so they end up terminating me in October 2018. Um, I just wanted to know if I had any type of recourse to go, you know, after them because I had cancer. This is my second bout, you know, and sure. it wasn't like they didn't know because they was keeping up with, you know, I was giving them the okay to for my medical records. And then when I was trying to talk to them, they said that we can pay you a month's salary and that is it. Now, uh, Wilma, were you part of a union? No. Okay. Okay. No, that's, that's a good thing. Now, how long were you there total for? Ten years. Ten years. Now, this happened in October. Uh, did you sign anything? Any uh, severance documents? Nope. Nothing. Okay. They just sent and, me a letter saying we're separating you from the company. So here's the thing, uh, Wilma. 
uh, th- there's two two things here, two aspects to this. Number one is if you have a medical condition that requires accommodation and, and they don't accommodate and instead they let you go, that's exactly what I was talking about right at the beginning of the show. Yeah. That's illegal. That's yeah, a number that. of human Sorry. rights violations, and, and they cannot do that. And it seems to me, again, based on, on the little information that you gave me, that that's what's happening here. But even if we were to park that aside for a second, after, mm-hmm. I think you said, te- is it 10 years of employment? Correct. Uh-huh. After 10 years of employment, you could easily be owed a year's pay, even if we forget about the human rights violations, uh, and you say that they said they'll pay you a month's pay. So exactly. The- they said they'll give me 40 or uh, what I say, 4,200, I think, you know, by the time you take taxes, I'll say it's like half. I don't know. Yeah, no. So, so this is a wrongful dismissal and, and likely quite a bad human rights violation as well. So I'm glad you called because because this happened in October, uh, we can still do something about it. So I want you to reach out to me as soon as possible off air. Let's talk and, and let, let's sit down and go over all the facts. But you're going to have some very significant entitlements here, Wilma. Yeah. Okay, um, let me get up my paper. And I, Okay, so how do I reach you? I'll give it to you right now. Wilma, the number is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Or you can email the or help at employmenthour dot com and uh, and take it from there. Please do when we're uh, when we're done here. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on your cell. Dan, thank you for hanging on, pal. How are you? Good evening. I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for taking my call tonight, guys. No worries. A bit of a weird question for you. I work for an organization. I'm a manager. There are five managers within uh, within our rotation. We do an on-call, so we're on-call one week every five weeks. Um, we're all at different pay ranges, um, we're, but we're not actually paid for the on-call. We're paid in what they like to call comp time. So we're given uh, four hours to do the entire week of on-call. And what I'm just wondering, and I haven't approached my HR department with it yet because I wanted to get your input on that. Um, what I'm wondering is, with us being all at different uh, different salary ranges, um, should that time frame be be paid at the largest salary range? For instance, if if the largest manager, the largest wage manager is is getting four hours, should the lowest paid manager get maybe six hours for that? If that's how the company's looking at it. No, I, I understand the question. I understand the logic, but it, it, it doesn't work that way. It would be based on, on, on the appropriate rate or your rate, not necessarily the highest rate. Even, even though you're all doing the same job when you're on call? Correct, yes. Yes, even okay. though you're doing the same job. Well, let, if you're asking me what's fair, what you said is fair. If you're asking me in terms of what do they absolutely have to do, that they don't have to do it because you, you each have their own, your own wage rates, and they can do that when it comes to your on-call hours. Okay, perfect. I just, like I said, I wanted to know where I stood before I approached HR. Of course. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of your week. And uh, any further questions, uh, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmenthour.com. we still got lots of time here and open phone lines, just the way we uh, we like to get them filled. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, or if you prefer, one 225 talk That is toll-free. We were talking about before that flood of uh, excellent phone calls, everything you need to know about working notice of termination. Um how does an employer give an employee notice of termination? We know about severance, but how does it give a notice of termination? So we talked about the fact that if an employer gives you notice of termination, a week, a month, six months, that time, that period of time counts towards your severance. So 
for an employer to make it count, for, for it to be effective, the employer has to do a few things. Number one, that notice has to be in writing, okay? If they don't give you notice in writing of your termination, it doesn't count, and they, they can't later on say, now we don't have to pay you as much severance because we gave you notice. So it has to be in writing, it has to be addressed to you and in writing. Number two, and, and just as important, it has to be, or it has to have a specific end date and an exact end date. So they have to say your last day of work is going to be, I don't know, December 31st. They can't say, well, at some point in the next six months, we're going to let you go because that's not specific. That's not exact, so it doesn't count. They can't say at some point uh, before January, you're going to be let go. Again, that's not specific. But if a company gives you an exact date uh, and they give that in writing, that time between now and when your last day of work is going to be, mm -hmm. however many weeks or months that is, it counts towards your severance. So it would reduce your severance entitlements and the company's severance obligations, but that's what the company has to do to give effective legal working notice of termination. Well, I mean, anybody listening is going, okay, if I'm in that situation and I got a guy beside me, how much do I get? How much should he get as far as notice is concerned? So our regular listeners know how we calculate severance, that it's based on a person's age, position, and length of employment. The longer you work, the older you are, and the more senior a position, the more severance you get. Well, it's exactly the same for notice. The same amount of severance that you're owed can be given to you as notice. So if you're asking me, how much notice am I entitled to? Well, then you're entitled to the same amount of notice that you would as severance. You can also go to severancepaycalculator.com, and the amount there that you get can be given to you as notice. So if you're owed six months severance, as an example, the company can meet those obligations by giving you six months notice. Hmm. But what flows from that is this. If they give you less notice than that, let's say you wrote six months notice, but they give you two, two months notice. Well, then at the end of that two months, they have to make up the difference by paying you severance. Right. In this example, by paying you another four months pay. So the total two months notice plus four months severance together comes to six months. So the two months counts and you calculate it the same way that you calculate your severance. What if the employer gets, or the employee rather gets, his six months? He goes, man, I don't want to. You know, everyone, everyone knows I'm going to get smoked out of here in six months. I don't want to work here anymore. And they they want to leave. And and you know, yeah. I often get that question. I don't want to work there for the next six months or twelve months or God knows how long. Uh, can I just leave? Well, you absolutely can leave. But if you leave, you've resigned. And what that means right. is. If otherwise you would have been owed severance at, on the on the back end at the end of your notice, if you leave before then, you give up that notice or you give up that severance, you're not going to be owed anything. So you have to always decide: Do I want to stick it out and get what I'm owed, or you know maybe I have a really great opportunity somewhere else that's more important to me than you leave and take that opportunity? But if you leave before your last day of work, you're considered to have resigned. And if otherwise you would have received more severance, you'd give up on that severance. So if you're, uh, you're figuring, okay, I'm going to stick around for the six months, work my notice period, because, hey, I still got a job in that regard. Can the employer change any terms of the employment during that six months? So can the employer say, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll reduce your pay in, during that period of time. We'll give you a different right. job. Well, the answer is an absolute yeah. no. The employer cannot do that. So we already know that an employer cannot change terms of employment, they can't reduce your pay, they can't demote you, they can't relocate you, because if they do, that's considered a constructive dismissal. Well, the same thing happens if those changes take place after you got notice of termination. The idea is that once you get notice of termination, 
during the time between when you get the notice until the end of the notice, your job has to stay the same. Your position, your compensation, your location, responsibilities, etc. And if the company does, it's still going to create a constructive dismissal, which means you can leave. You don't have to stay till the end at that point and get your severance instead. So no, they cannot change the terms of employment. Everything stays the same. We get to uh, one quick email here before we uh, before we wrap for the uh, for the evening. And uh, I'm thinking Fred. Fred says, my employer found out I was looking for another job. Oops, I was fired on the spot. How about that? And have not been paid any severance. Am I owed anything? Well, I can almost, I guess, understand why why Fred's employer is going to be upset. But here's the thing. Looking for another job is not a type of workplace misconduct. You cannot be let go for cause because you were looking for another job. Uh, I understand the way the company's not happy and, you know, the owner may take it personally, but it's not misconduct. So... You can be let go for doing that, but you cannot be let go for cause, meaning the company would have to pay you severance. Remember, it's difficult to terminate for cause. You have to show that you, that, or the employer has to show that the employee is guilty of very, very serious misconduct. And looking right. for another job, you know, getting caught doing that or sending out a resume or, uh, you know, someone found out you went for a job interview, not cause, not a form of misconduct. So, Fred, if you did not get any severance, you got to call me and let me help you get that severance. Fred, appreciate that. Your email is a good way to wrap for another evening. If you didn't get a chance to call through or maybe you want to ask something later in private, you could do so. Call Lior, call the team, one 855 821-5900 is the phone number. You at help at employmenthour.com. And if you have not used it yet, check that out as well, severancepaycalculator.com. We're back here on the weekend shows and employment hour in 30 on your TV, global TV and CTV on your weekend mornings. Till next time, employment hour, we are done. Stick around, though, on point with Alex Pearson returns here next on Global News Radio.